0: did it we did it we're professionals maybe <laughs> on weekends <laughs> uh,
1: i'm excited about this episode i really am i'm excited about it and i yeah, think people are is... going to uh, either i'm going to be called the hypocrite or we'll see what people think of what i think of destiny.
0: you know what yolo yolo right. this is this is tea time with ryan and sandy
1: that's right. Should we do the real opening?
0: Yeah, sure we not. <laughs> mm.
1: We'll do a chill though. We'll, we'll keep it the whole thing chill. September 17th, 2017. I'm Ryan. I'm Sandy. And this is Pixels Weekly.
0: Yep. This is us. This is our (laughs) ASMR episode. No, just kidding. I have one volume. (laughs) Yeah. This is the
1: chill episode of Pixels Weekly. Look, so welcome back to Pixels Weekly. Everybody, we're a uh, semi-weekly, bi-weekly video game podcast at this point. Um, And uh We've got a lot to talk about on the show today. In fact, uh, you may notice Yannick is out of the country. He's enjoying a, a beautiful scenery and beautiful outdoors uh, with his beautiful girlfriend. And I tried to say that like he might. Girlfriend? Did I do a sure. good job? Yes. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and so he's gone. But we have something pretty important to talk about on the show uh, this week, uh, among some esport news and other things, uh, we're going to be talking about Destiny Two and our pre Yannick impressions, um, Ooh. <laughs> and see when Yannick gets back um, how those impressions can change or alter um, as I enter my sort of second week with the game. But uh, yeah, I, what's what's going? How are, how are you, Sandy?
0: Uh, I could be better. I got sick. Like a jerk. Oh,
1: no. Yeah, that doesn't make <laughs> me a jerk.
0: I don't even know how I got sick. I just did. And I, I'm kind of bummed about it. This weekend was ESL1 at the Barclays section. Barclays section. At the Barclays uh, Center. in Brooklyn. It's that, it's that go, sickness.
1: It's, it's polluted your mind.
0: I know. There's I can feel it in my nose. And <laughs> a friend of our podcast, Vishal... It was actually really nice, and he got me tickets. So I was super excited, because we all know I love esports. And they had two... They had a, the CSGO event, and I was interested in seeing what that whole thing looks like and what the people that go to CSGO events look like. And mm-hmm. they had uh, Brooklyn Beatdown, which is a fighting game tournament for Street Fighter. That's
1: and
0: cool. I went apple picking with my mom, and I got some apples, got some cider... It was real super basic. And then we went to Little Italy, and I was feeling really hot. And I'm like, I just don't feel right. I don't know what's going on. They brought me home, and Arya's like, you've got a fever. And I'm like, yes, but no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that explains it, in other words.
0: It explains everything. I was just feeling all kinds out of sorts. I woke up this morning, and I'm like, I can do it. I can drag my ass from Jersey to Brooklyn. After 30 minutes, I was like, "No, I can't do it." I'm. Why do I feel so terrible?
1: You know um, what else um, happened while we were kind of away was all this Apple stuff. Yes. Are you are you are <laughs> you opening up example. your wallet uh, to any of this stuff?
0: Uh, I have the Apple Watch Series Three preordered in oh. stainless steel.
1: Oh, that's the that's the one I got. I really well not not the series three i've got the i guess series zero is what it would be called no at this point um, but I, I have the original idea. apple watch and stainless do you do you have an apple watch and stainless right now
0: i do it's i've got the Milanese loop on like a fancy yeah fancy person
1: <laughs> it's beautiful it really is beautiful
0: i don't I know it. it's gone through so much stuff
1: yeah they say it like is yours all scratched up because mine is
0: uh the edge is scratched up. Yeah,
1: not the screen. The screen is, like, scratch-proof, yeah, screen basically. Yeah, fine. But, um... Yeah,
0: you can actually buff it out, but I'm too lazy, and I...
1: It's kind of nice. It shows its wear in a, in a way that feels personal.
0: Yeah, and I use it for everything. Like, oh, the door's about to close. Let me stick out my hand with the watch on it
1: because... <laughs> I have, man, money. Damage-proof wrist.
0: <laughs> Boom. Done.
1: I, I heard they said they said surgical grade steel on the new one, so I wonder if there's a new like more scratch resistant stainless steel, or if this is still the same old kind of uh, stainless steel. Because it's not bad; it's it's quite good. It's just yeah, it does scratch.
0: Like anything that makes me sound fancy, which is yeah, that was the hard part of deciding: do I want the iPhone eight plus or do I want the iPhone ten? Yeah, and one was like astro space grade <laughs> aluminum or something and i'm like wow it can go to space and then the iphone 10 is like surgical steel Surgi- i'm like ooh, oh. what's better going Keywords. to space or performing surgery i don't know i don't know which one's better
1: <laughs> um hey so doom and wolfenstein are coming out to switch
0: That's interesting and kind of weird. It's <laughs> super weird.
1: Um, what do you think about that? I mean, that that was on the Nintendo Direct this week. Did you see the Nintendo Direct? I'm...
0: I didn't want to watch it because there's no Animal Crossing, and that makes me sad.
1: Yes, that's true. There was no Animal Crossing, but one of the things I was they said
0: promised Animal Crossing.
1: I, I know, and have it. and they don't have virtual uh, or uh, what is it called virtual arcade or. Virtual, Virtual console. console. Um, but they do have... They are bringing, quote, arcade classics. Um, starting with the co-op Mario Brothers. Uh, uh, Mario Brothers <laughs> versus Super Mario Brothers versus Balloon Fight versus Ice Climber versus Pinball versus Clue Clue Land. Anyway, I, I don't want any of this. I just, I'm not going to play any know. of those. It's just
0: super random. Also, speaking of Nintendo, Reggie Fusame is like, hey, guys. Don't pay more than retail for the this Super yeah. like, Give us the product, Reggie. Just give us the product.
1: I know, Reggie. I don't believe you. I'll believe it when I see it. Like, you haven't not... He's not earned the right for me to just go, you know, Reg, probably right.
0: Yeah, he's he, he's going to deliver. I've been hurt before, Reggie. Exactly. I can't handle it again. Uh, but apparently the NES is going to come back. So... There's claims that there should be plenty of opportunity to get the original system that first came out and then this new one. Uh, We'll see. We'll see if you really want my $160. It was In that
1: interview, he said something that I just thought was like so, I don't know, naive or short-sighted, which is he was like other companies made these virtual like these little throwback consoles and they didn't do very well. I was like, yeah, but did any of those companies have a popular retro console? hmm You know what I did mean? They're Like, they didn't. And, of course, Nintendo was going to be at a totally different level. And I think the Super Nintendo was actually going to be even more competitive to get their hands on. So, more is not enough. I want to hear, like, we made quadruple the amount, you know?
0: Yeah. And everyone can get some because it will be on Amazon on this day and... You'll be totally fine because we're doing it in waves.
1: Yeah, we'll see.
0: We'll oh, Reggie. See. I hope so. The tired of your lies.
1: So yeah, Doom is coming to Switch. Uh, which is really a testament to Bethesda and their engine, um, because that thing can run on you know a modern PC and look really, really gorgeous. Now we see that it can scale all the way down to Switch, and I'm sure they, I think they target sixty frames a second on that game. I think they could hit it. There's no way it's not going to take a graphical hit, but I I just think that's interesting that like Doom, which you would consider to be probably one of the least Nintendo-like games (laughs) ever, right? It's a game about ripping demons in half. Uh, (laughs) It's coming out to Switch, and the new Wolfenstein, which is literally coming out uh, in October, October 27th, um, is also going to hit Switch in 2018. So they've got they've got some Really great technology. It sounds like over at Bethesda with the uh, the id tech games,
0: and Nintendo's like, yeah, let's put it on the Switch because we don't have any games, so why not?
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I know. It, I wonder if, like, if Doom and Wolfenstein are both hitting Switch in twenty eighteen, and twenty eighteen is kind of Switch's year of if they manage to deliver on Wolfenstein, uh. Uh, not Wolfenstein, sorry, but if they manage to deliver on like a Smash Brothers, um, and even maybe a Mario Maker, if they can figure out a way to port that uh, or yeah, do I think a Mario Maker would be cool. I feel like Switch is really in for another really great year. If that's if those are the games coming out for it,
0: here is Reggie, make it happen. <laughs> give us, give us what we want, please, and doom and Wolfenstein.
1: Tell me about this Jeff Kaplan thing you were telling me about.
0: Jeff Kaplan recently there was a developer update on and it's you can find it on uh Play Overwatch's YouTube channel. And Jeff Kaplan is talking about toxic players. Oh and yes, it is. What ours. what Blizzard and the Overwatch team is trying to do. And he's like, hey listen, we've we can all be mean. We can all we've all said this. And someone found um an article uh, like a forum post that he had written where he can be really mean uh but With jeff kaplan jeff kaplan where he's like super aggressive to uh, a game developer i have to find this i don't all are is it like on reddit
1: that's as really surprising as well, as well. i mean the guy it. who's basically made his reputation on being like the nice guy that's interesting to hear
0: Yeah, but he was also young. He's like, we've all been young and stupid. So I'm like, okay. Me included. Definitely is a thing. But he says us having to deal with toxic players is taking away resources from the gameplay. And the reason why you don't have a lot of things you want is because we have to focus on this reporting system and dealing with the toxicity. So if you can all just try to be a little bit nicer... Then we can refocus on keeping this game great. So he, while they do assume responsibility for some things, they also place a responsibility back on the player. Because it's true, like, you don't have to be a jerk when someone's playing the game. Like, yeah. If you want to yell at someone, fine, yell at them. But it's not necessary, because you don't know who you're yelling at on the other end. It could be a 15-year-old who has no idea what's going on. Or they just got the game. And they're like, "What do What do I do?" And I'm like, "I don't know. You just live your life, kid. Live <laughs> your life."
1: Oh, that's that's not surprising to me. It, we you know we talked about this before with the when PUBG released its code of conduct or whatever. That it takes time and money to staff a help center and to you know have people policing these rules that you set and to enforce your bans and all that sort of stuff and it's amazing to me that people will continue to behave that way and realize that it's like actually hurting it's not just hurting another player which is what you think about it in the moment you think of this kind of small scale like "Ooh, this is you know something that i'm by making this other person feel bad, but you're also, like, holding things up for the entire community, which I think is really uh, really poor when you think about it.
0: Yeah. I just got a notification, like, a few hours ago, and the title of the article is I Don't Believe It, Jeff is Right, and this is on the Overwatch Reddit. And the guy starts with saying, I don't think of myself as a toxic player, but I do have the usual thoughts of why is that getting you trying to spawn camp? Why, Widow, why? We've all been there. Um, Fucking Hanzo, we've all been there also. Yeah. And then he goes on to being how, and I'll read this from the article. So I started to be nice, really nice, overly nice, not sarcastically, but severely nice. I started to compliment my teammates and even the enemy team. I congratulated them on their wins with a, well... We'll get you next time, uh, smiley face. I thanked people and called out good plays by both teams. I wish everybody good luck and fun times. And then it happened. Other people started being nice, too. I cut through the salt like water. I noticed people didn't leave at the end of each round. They stuck around and played again. So it's like, oh, cool. Hey, being nice means other people will be nice, too. Wow.
1: What a surprise.
0: (laughs) And it's like a TLDR, Jeff is actually smart and we should try to be better people.
1: Uh. I'm like,
0: wow. I think a part of it too with Blizzard, uh, and this is actually something that Arya said, is that and you'll see it too when we go to BlizzCon, is that everyone in person is really nice. Everyone's really yeah. gonna to talk to you, hear these games we love, here's Warcraft, here's StarCraft, and I think the mentality at the top, and I've seen Mike Morhine in person, and this is exactly how he feels, is that these are my people. These are people just like me, so they're going to think just like me, and they I realize, hey, some of these people aren't like you at all. They're actually jerks. So Jeff Kaplan kind of like calling out the community switches things, and I think it forces people to realize my actions do have consequences. And the consequence is this game that I play that I love is being hurt because I can't be nice.
1: So, what do we think that means, essentially?
0: I think the Blizzard community can rally together, and I think they can change how people react to the games. So, yeah. maybe it starts with Overwatch because Overwatch is the most like team-based. Well, here's the Storm is also, but that's a whole other mess I don't want to touch. Sure. <laughs> But I, Over, think I this, mean,
1: Overwatch is arguably way more popular, right?
0: Yeah, and it's, I, for me, it's a lot more fun because I don't have to switch my mind from, like, Dota to Overwatch. It's, it, it makes more sense for me. Yeah, I think I, oops, the sorry. community will be n- nicer, and it will make the game more fun.
1: That seems right to me. I, I think it's May- one of those things where if people, like gamers, maybe haven't thought about the associated cost of their behavior. And they think that there's only a human cost. But uh, when when people tend to realize that this is actually, there's a real cost behind it. And that is, I'm affecting the game that I like. You know, I'm not ruining somebody else's time. I'm actually ruining my own time. That's when people tend to change. Uh, so we'll see if that actually, you know, bears out, I guess.
0: Yeah, he was like, you want analytics? Well, you can't get them because the people who would work on this are working on this system for dealing with toxic players. So which one do you want? And I was like, whoa, Jeff Kaplan, mic dropping.
1: Boom. San- Sandy, we got to talk about something.
0: Uh, donuts?
1: It starts with a D for sure.
0: Okay, so I was, I'm close. Not nearly as close as I could be, but close.
1: <laughs> right. It's not it has nothing to do with donuts. It, does it
0: have to do oh. with the little ghost that you got?
1: I got a ghost, didn't I?
0: Did you get a ghost
1: and it's not like me to just get collectibles is it well no, unless it's a, unless it's an amiibo, in which case I do have a weakness all um, do yes yeah, so, well, okay, I'll tell you why I got the ghost <laughs> uh, <laughs> so uh this guy I work with adam he uh was going to pick this thing up he he like stood up and he was like i'm going to target right now and this is in the middle of the office you're like okay i was like why he's like they've got a a target exclusive ghost from destiny on sale it's a vinyl and i was like huh okay Um. generally you know i'll talk about my destiny two impressions but they're generally positive um and i was like maybe i want this thing um so as Adam Adam leaves and I didn't get a chance, so I I hit him up on Slack and I said, hey, man, are you on your way? He's like, yeah, do you want me to get you one if I can get one? I was like, uh, I think so. I had no idea how much these things were going to cost. uh, And I had no idea like anything about it other than it was a Target exclusive. And generally when I saw a picture of it on eBay or whatever, it was for like 60 bucks or something on eBay. I was like, that seems expensive. I bet it's like 30 or half that. Um, and I was like, but it looks good. It looks clean. So, and it's a, you know, a thing to put on your desk. I work at, you know, IGN. So you're kind of obligated to decorate your desk a little bit. Um, just a little, little, just a little. And so, uh, he did get one. He got his hands on one. He claimed that I was his nephew or something. (laughs) Uh, and they were like, oh, okay, you can have this. Um, and he brought it back and I was like, thank you. I was like, how much do I owe you? And he said, 13 bucks. I was like, "Whoa, oh. that is really cheap. <laughs> that's really, really cheap." Um, and this thing was big. It was massive. In fact, I would, I dare to call it one-to-one size uh, with the uh, fictional character, the ghost from Destiny Two. So I was like, "Wow, that's really, that's a great deal." Like, <laughs> I'm happy that I asked you to get this. Um, so I unpack and I take pictures. Those are up on PixelsWeekly.com. By the way, you can go see. All the pictures of this ghost, and uh, I'm pretty happy with that ghost. (laughs) Like (laughs) for thirteen
0: dollars, for thirteen
1: bucks, right? It's really cool. I mean, the paint job is not great. You can literally see the flaws um, very quickly and easily of the paint job uh, on the thing. You know, it's cheaply made for sure, Um, but it's got a pretty sturdy stand, and it you know it looks good, especially under certain lighting. So. I'm happy. Um, But now we gotta talk about Destiny 2.
0: Destiny 2. I'm waiting. I'm waiting so patiently for it to come on PC and everyone's saying amazing things. And I'm glad. I'm glad I waited. But I wanna hear what (laughs) you think about Destiny because the first one, you kind of had very specific feelings. Does Destiny 2 kind of make up? For what you felt when you bought the first one.
1: One could say it makes sense that Pixels Weekly is starting to like do this different time shift in format. And, maybe you know, like we're, we're going to be doing more website stuff because this podcast really started with two things being true for, sh- for certain. Yannick unconditionally loved Destiny 1. And I almost unconditionally hated what? Destiny 1
0: no (laughs) i think so it's true
1: (laughs) it's it's exactly
0: true Uh, and i was totally not interested in it i was like no i haven't heard anything good you were the
1: smart neutral third party totally (laughs) um yeah so for obviously people have listened to the show for a while i wasn't a fan of destiny one for various reasons um and i could go through some of them i think like destiny one uh, it it had nothing of a story to me when it was really marketed and pitched as a story. In fact I I think we can talk about one of the number one things I think that helps Destiny 2 is expectations going in. Um not only for the player base but for reviewers and like people who have played Destiny one. You know, they're not pitching like Mass Effect anymore. They're pitching more Destiny. Okay, um, that's good. And uh I, I think, like, story-wise, Destiny 2 is so much... It's It still makes a lot of logical leaps, and it still has a lot of fictional language, and it still has plot points that don't quite connect clearly, but what it does have is a antagonist who has a clear purpose, is trying to fulfill that purpose, and... You know, a big surprise. Ultimately, you get in the way, (laughs) you know. Um, And I guess so that the bad guy, quote unquote, is named Dominus Gaul. And he's the military emperor of the Cabal, which are sort of these big, beefy, um, like, I think Martian or something characters. And they're sort of pissed that the Traveler, which is that big ball from Destiny 1, uh, has given light to humans. Uh, and not to them, and they think that the humans aren't worthy of this, so he goes with like some like old mentor of his that clearly helps him like hijack this fleet um and they go to show up to capture the traveler and and steal its light um so the first level of the game i you know I won't give away all the plot points of the story um big surprise though that. Uh, it's a story that's pretty straightforward and you end up being the victor right <laughs> at
0: the end i would hope so yeah otherwise <laughs> no one wants to play a game and be the loser right but it's interesting they do the like
1: metroid uh conceit where you start off with all your powers and then you lose them immediately but i want to talk about a couple key moments which is number one the second level of the game right Nana sandy did you play the beta
0: uh, I have not played the beta. I usually stay away from betas. I stay away from everything because I wanna come into a game that's fully polished, yeah, and that's ready for me to go and then I'm like, all right cool i'm I've got fresh eyes,
1: so in the beta, the first level is essentially you're just going through the tower, which was the main uh like i mean for all intents and purposes waiting area uh in Destiny one.
0: It's where you Uh, dance.
1: Where you dance. The tower is where you dance for sure. Um, That is under attack. So it's like half blown up. It's under siege. um, And you see the kind of NPCs that only ever served as like administrators. um, And their names, I I wrote down their names because I can never remember them. One of them is Commander Zavala, who I think is the Titan uh, class. Ikora Ray is a hunter. Or a huntress, I guess, in this case. Oh, no, no, she is, she's, I'm sorry, she is a warlock. Uh, and then Cade 6 is uh, the hunter. This is the wisecracking Nathan Fillion uh, character. And you go from just only ever kind of talking and getting missions from them in the first game. And in the second game, uh, the the game starts out with seeing each of them pin down, kind of under fire in these emergency situations and seeing them use the sort of souped-up versions of the powers that you will eventually have, right? And and they do that great thing that, like, Mega Man X does and, and really good game design does, which is start off by showing you um, where you are and then what is possible to achieve, right? So now you see, oh, look at how much stronger than them uh or stronger than me that they are
0: like uh, that's what i want to be i ex- want to be that buff <laughs>
1: right exactly so right it's putting in your mind the goal and then the the game is all in service of fulfilling that goal of becoming more and more powerful over time and in small increments and in the way that destiny one kind of had an a, an a this is all prefaced under my majority of my time playing Destiny 1, which, by the way, was 20 hours. I poured into <laughs> year one Destiny 1, if that makes any sense. And, and I walked away with, like, every time I tried to come back to it, people were like, no, man, it's good now or whatever. And I, I bought The Taken King, and I was like, I guess it's better. It's just still not really what I want. Um, and so it kind of went away. And then Destiny 2 comes in, and okay, I'm engaged with the story. Then, I think the second layer is the soundtrack. So, Marty O'Donnell, who's a very talented composer, composed all the Halo games, uh, also composed Destiny 1, the majority of it. And in large parts, that soundtrack sounds like Halo. Okay.
0: Right. Very, Uh, like...
1: Oh, yeah, exactly. Kind of like you're in a
0: church, like, yes,
1: yeah, and yeah, very like almost if this makes any sense, like too futuristic, like, yes, in a way that Destiny 2 soundtrack, which I is by uh, Michael Salvatore, um, and then a, a couple other people, but he he worked on um, he worked on the Halo games with Marty, he did rise of iron and taken king as well but uh he has kind of made a a a soundtrack that sounds honestly pretty different to me it sounds a little bit more electronic and it's more um, orchestral in other moments it almost like swaps between being sort of like this techno crunch to uh, the second level of the game In the first level, essentially, you're thrown off a building and you lose all your power. And then the second, entire second level is you limping and not being able to double jump. You can't shoot. You don't have a gun. You know, you. It's basically you injured trying to get to safety. And so the whole beginning of the game is giving you some power, showing you the maximum amount of power you have, and then resetting you and putting you in a place that feels so far away from being able to achieve that maximum power. You're like the maximum power that you see the, um, those other characters have initially, you're like, Oh, I should be able to get there. No problem. But then when they take it all away, you're like, Oh, oh okay. <laughs> I'm never going to achieve that. Um, you're
0: like, why did I do this to myself?
1: Right? Exactly. And, uh, and so the, the soundtrack in in that level, is sad and it's all like sad violin strings and, and it's happening in the backdrop of like fires and explosions in this place falling, uh, falling down around you. And it's actually a montage that takes place over several days or weeks. I can't tell, but it's kind of you lost and alone with a broken ghost that can barely speak wandering through the wilderness. And so I don't want to give away any more story than that, but I'm just saying that like, clearly a ton of time and effort were put into these first two experiences um i'm not saying it wasn't put into the rest of the game too but uh these first two experiences tell you almost everything you need to know about destiny right which is at the end of the day it's kind of you and your ghost you're on it you're in it together um but in in a lot of ways you're on your own and the game is all about growing your power and they do it in so many different and smart ways like um there was this thing in destiny one called light level um which is once you kind of reach level 20 or 30 or whatever it is then you start leveling up your light level which is about putting on gear but it wasn't it wasn't clear to me how to like unlock that and the gear had like circles and you just this right. mess um
0: it just sounded super complicated <laughs>
1: exactly so the way destiny 2 works is from the very first level of the game. Even if you're level 1 or whatever, it says like power 10. So right, so all of, now immediately I know that there's one number that is my level, one number that is power. And then when I put on a better gun, it goes power 12. But I know I didn't level up, I'm still level 1, so I go, okay, putting on new stuff makes this number go up. Your level in the game is is used for gear gating but i don't even think i don't even know why there continues to be a level even because i think they just it serves as a way to give you um skill tree points so that you can like continue to build modifiers on your skills but all that matters is this power level and everybody is on a rush to get to 270 or something or 280 so that they can play the end game
0: you know saving do the raid
1: I haven't done the raid yet. I am, I am level two hundred and sixty six or sixty seven, and I want to. Actually, you know what? This is <laughs> this is the best. <laughs> I think Yannick is two twenty one. So for the first time and probably only time ever, I'm more of an expert on Destiny than Yannick. <laughs> you hear that, Yannick? That'd be so salty. <laughs> Gauntlet Throne, bud. Get on my level. How about that? Basically,
0: you just slapped. You took a. You took off a white glove and you slapped him. You slapped him across the face. It said glove. (laughs) Like, bring it on, sir.
1: I'm so excited because I'm going to get this. By the way, I'm playing it on PS4 right now. That is not my final platform. I'm playing it there basically to to a have an impression if I should tell other people to get it, and then B, to cave to social pressure. <laughs> <laughs> but almost everything in this game, until you get to the end, until you get to the end game, in which case things become a little bit more unclear, I can explain almost all of it to you, Sandy, in just a few sentences. So for example, I'm a warlock. In a war, when you're a warlock, you can be three kinds of warlocks, okay? Okay. And there's three kinds of every. You can be solar slash fire. Void slash like dark magic. Or arc slash lightning. Right. And of of the different types of enemies in the game, they have different weaknesses to those abilities. So your, your classic rock, paper, scissors, right? Right. Also, you get guns and the, The three types of guns you have are a regular ass gun, or a rag, regular ass gun (laughs) that they that they call kinetic, which is so stupid because it just means it's a regular gun. Yeah. Then your second gun is an energy gun, which is a regular gun that also has a type of damage it does, right? And it's one of those three: arc, void, or solar. And then your last gun also has an energy so arc arc void or solar but is your heavy gun which includes uh sniper rifles shotguns grenade launchers rocket launchers um and something called a fusion rifle i think it's called so those basically all of those oh and like swords which is kind of weird
0: uh <laughs> i mean swords are think think about it star wars has lightsabers yeah
1: exactly there's and it's something cool. a
0: about- about, like, the future and swords as just fun. Like, right. oh, my gun is done. Let me cut you down now. Literally.
1: <laughs> and so, like, that's super easy to understand. And your skill tree now, when you, you will be able to pick all of them and you will be able to unlock all the abilities. Which is, some people will have a problem with. I don't actually have a problem with it because, like, when I try to, when I, Played Destiny 1, and I continued to try to compare it to World of Warcraft, right? Which I think yeah. is the standard bearer for online massive multiplayer experiences. Um, Agreed. It falls short in every way. It's not as open. It's not as social. Uh, it's not as uh, chance encounters. The world is smaller. But then I heard a Giant Bomb talking this past week, and they said, it's not World of Warcraft it's Fantasy Star Online. Did you ever play that game? No. That game is a lot like Destiny, which is you jump into a level or a mission or whatever, you kill some things, you get maybe some better guns or armor, and then you go back, and then you go to another place and do another thing. Um, And when you when you think of it like that, I think the, the way the game works is more clear. It's almost like... The end of the game is entirely adventure mode in Diablo 3. You can just jump from place to place to place to place. You, it says, hey, while you're over here, did you do. So one of the core things in Destiny 1 was these things called patrol missions, which is you go up to a beacon and you say, you know, you activate it. And then it's like, huh, I need you to kill 20 people. You're like, okay, weird.
0: <laughs> you always need me to kill 20 of something. <laughs> and, <Gosh>. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and like outside of the raid content, like, and the, and the PvP, which i I try to stay away from because I don't really like PvP, um, at least not in Destiny. Uh, that felt really shallow and a really boring way to level up. Whereas now in Destiny 2, for example, you'll activate something called an adventure. And in an adventure, They'll be like, there's a communications array that has been infected by this thing or whatever. And so you go through parts of the world, some parts of the world that are normally locked to you, or parts of the world that you've never been to before because they haven't been unlocked until you've done this adventure. And you're going through, and now all of a sudden you thought you saw all of Earth, for example. But now there's this whole new section of Earth that you've never been to. and. It has a story applied to it. There's a reason why you're doing this thing. Um, and some of it sure is a little post-rationalization, but it feels like each little mission at least had a little writing and time spent on it. And of course, you can still do a patrol um, once you reach the you know level 20 and you've just got to like do stuff. Yeah, you can, in the middle of doing your adventure... You can pick up a patrol, kill twenty guys, and move on, and you're still on your adventure. You know, so it's yeah, almost that like yeah, a
0: lot more fun.
1: Yeah, it's way, way, way better. <laughs> um, and so I have paired up with other people. I played a little bit with Davis. Davis helped me through a couple story missions, um, and I have put. I, I wish there was some easy... More than 20 to hours? <laughs> More than 20 hours into this game, right? <laughs> for sure. I want to say I'm probably in the... Uh, I'm probably in the, like, 25-ish hours camp right now, which, considering it's it's the first week of the game or whatever, I feel like it's pretty good. Um, But I I didn't have to repeat a single piece of content to get to level 20. And honestly, I think except for taking, like, public events, which, by the way, are very clearly labeled on your map. That's right. This game has a map.
0: Ooh. (laughs) I can't. We all know I can't use that, but still.
1: (laughs) Um, (laughs) I think you could even use this map. (laughs) That's uh, great. Yeah, you're going to like it. Um, Yeah, when a public event is happening, it labels it on your map. You can just go to it. Um, You even the icon has a little ring around it showing you how much time uh until it starts or it ends or whatever so you know when like uh if it's worth it to even you know fast travel over there um there's still some weird bugs and stuff in the game that I think hopefully the PC players will have to deal with less um because you know they're getting it so much later but uh, i think they've actually made a very good game here sandy i can't believe i'm saying it
0: That's exciting. I am really excited to get this game on PC. Ari's been playing it uh, again with our friend Yanni, and I'm just like, I want to play this game, but I don't want to play the original. I want to play it on PC, and I want to play it for the story that I think they've, like, it sounds like they flushed out, and it sounds a lot of fun. And just the gameplay sounds like it's way better than what it was. So I'm like, I'm glad I waited.
1: There's this moment in the story where a core array the warlock uh, headmaster essentially you you're with her and you've like you found her you've rescued her from a thing or whatever and she looks at you and she's like I need to I need to be back with my fire team. And who she's referring to she's referring to the other headmasters of uh, Cade and, and Zavala and. And just like that small piece of writing is such a, to me, it's, it's the game, not necessarily writing a great line or telling a great story, but illustrating what the gameplay is about. Right. And what is a fire team? And a fire team is, it's your team, but it's also your friends that you're close to. You know what I mean? And so that's, I'm excited to get it on PC and to be playing with you. And Yannick and and Tyler and Curtis. And for us to be able to, because we're all friends and we share um we share all these weird conversations off off the podcast. If you can imagine <laughs> it gets weirder than this. Uh <laughs> we share it all these great weirder. weird funny conversations with each other. And a lot of times we're doing it and Heroes of the Storm happens to be in the background or PUBG happens to be in the background, or over, you know, whatever. The game that we're playing is almost just like the thing we're doing while we're talking right yeah and that's what destiny can be too i think if, if we treat it that way and i i have this is a game i think ign gave it an 8.5 as their final review after doing the the raid or whatever and i think that that's where it sits for me it is not the be-all end-all of all games i've played it kind of obsessively over this first week just to see how much how far i can go to to have to do this raid and it seems like it wants even more of my time, which is a little scary. Um and and then of course I started seeing people saying that like the raid is super unfriendly to first time players. Uh but there's there's all these systems and stuff in it. And you know, you have your daily and weekly quests, which I don't know, firing up your console feels a little bit less satisfying than us jumping on Discord and like doing our weekly quests uh, as we all talk together. Um, so it's weird that, like, I'm such a, an Xbox and, and PlayStation and console enthusiast, but, like, I feel like my social group with you and and my brothers and Yannick and stuff are all, like, the social group is on PC, I think, at this point.
0: Yeah, I think in terms of, like, Discord, cause Discord makes it really easy for us to just hop in and talk to each other Yeah, about just nonsensical things and... Sometimes I'm not even playing a game, I'm just listening to the conversation, and I'm just like, "I'm what is going on? What am I involved with?" Um,
1: <laughs> what am I being associated with? I hope nobody's recording this.
0: <laughs> Are you, it's usually I'm like, "This is great. I'm going to record this." And they're like, "Are you recording us?" And like, "No, yes."
1: There is whatever.: a, <laughs> There's a character in the in Destiny 2 called Failsafe." Have you already heard anything about Failsafe?
0: I haven't. I've pretty much like... It stayed all in, the, in the dark, uh, but except for the hype.
1: Except for the, but
0: the hype is real. So I'm, I'm not going to tell you
1: anything about Failsafe except to say I fully expect after the PC version comes out for you to come back on the show and be like, Failsafe is my favorite. It's my favorite character. I love Failsafe. Everybody shut up. <laughs> Failsafe is the greatest. And I, I don't even think... Failsafe, I don't even know if she, there's like a physical toy or anything that you could sell around felsey because it's an ai um but uh my goodness like i think (laughs) i think that you're gonna fall in love with that character and the fact that the, the fact that destiny has any character that you could actually really feel affection for is to me a triumph of destiny to um in terms of its writing and development over destiny one like destiny one had its writer cut its composer fired um and internal shakeups at bungie while they were dealing with activision and all this stuff and it i think the end product feels like that it feels like a bunch of compromises um that were all patched into each other in a way that i think destiny 2 whether you like it or dislike it i think you can all everybody could agree it feels like a complete thought From Bungie, you know, of like, this is what this game is, and this is how we think it should work, and this is how we think uh, people will play it.
0: Yeah, I think it's very telling, too, that you have characters in the game that you fall in love with, which is... And we keep going back to this, which is why Blizzard is so successful in their games, is because, hey, I have these characters that I can relate with and that I love, and now Destiny is giving that with, like, Cade 6 there's merch for Kate six everywhere. If you hashtag destiny Two, his little face appears, like we'll never hear (laughs) the end of Nathan Fillion. I'm convinced because of this character.
1: Wow. Hey, this is amazing. Uh, while we were talking, literally, uh, this came out. Oh, I shouldn't say while we were talking, but this came out yesterday, I guess yesterday evening on Polygon, uh, PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds breaks Steam's record for most users ever. And the game, which again is in early access, is how they, this is Owen S. Good writing, the game, which again is in early access, <laughs> peaked at 1,348,374 concurrent users today, displacing Valve's Dota 2 for top figure of all time. Uh, and that's by over 100,000 people.
0: That is insane. But I have mixed feelings about that. One, I think PUBG is a fun game. Uh, I bought it. Yeah. And I played with it for a little bit. But I think that number also includes something that Dota 2 doesn't include right now. And that is how many active players there are in China. And oh, PUBG is including that. So, concurrently, worldwide, I believe the number for concurrent active players for Dota 2 is about like 800,000. If you include China, then that number will probably skyrocket. But yeah. there's this bug that... <laughs> I don't know if it needs to get patched or like the Chinese government needs to catch wind of it. I don't I don't understand what's going on, but that number includes everybody worldwide and no one's excluded. So the Chinese are included and the Chinese are really heavily invested into this game. So their numbers count also for now.
1: Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I, I wonder if those because apparently the, uh at last breath, PUBG has seen most of its recent growth in China. So yeah. I wonder if this does include those numbers and I can't imagine what these numbers are going to hit by the way once this thing's out on Xbox I think people who don't have PCs and have Xboxes are going to eat up PUBG Can you uh, I know we've spent so much time on Destiny 2 uh, Do you have anything more on Destiny 2 you want to talk about?
0: No, I'm, I'm excited <laughs> like, I can't the wait the to out. buy it I'm like, maybe I'll get it for PS4 I don't know I'm conflicted and trying to figure it out I'm trying to understand what kind of gamer I am I'm,
1: uh, and maybe I'll, I'll pull Yannick scrub ass through a couple of strikes when he gets back, but, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm really excited to see what Yannick says when he gets back because I essentially played this game over two complete weekends, pretty extensively most of my weekend and, uh,
0: um, that says a lot.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I haven't played a game like that in a long, long, long time. Um, and especially now that I have Fantasy Star Online, a game which I really love, in my head, like I'm like, yeah, this is just like Fantasy Star. Um, but since he played it in such a different way for me, which is like a shotgun blast right before vacation, and he's going to kind of come back to it, and the end game is going to be what it is, I'll be curious to see um, how his thoughts are are different um, than than mine. But
0: yeah, I'm interested to see what he says.
1: I want to hear from you. Okay, you you picked up PUBG. Picked up PUBG. Uh, just f- tell me what it's like your first from your first start of the game.
0: The Well, first, I, I paid for PUBG, and I'm like, guys, I've got PUBG. Davis and Yannick are like, <laughs> great. <Play laughs> yeah, we're playing Destiny own. now. They're like, play it on your own. We can't play with you because you need to figure it out. And I'm like, I don't want to play with you guys anyways. Because the thing is, Davis and Yannick, as much as I love them, they're serious. They're like... We want to win. Yes, yeah, too if much. If we don't win, we're going to be mad, and we're going to be mad at you for a little bit, but we'll get over it. But, like, we want to win, and I'm the complete opposite. I'm like, if I don't die first, that's a, that's a win for me. Yay.
1: <laughs> I'm, I actually me. am the worst of both worlds where I all I care about is winning, but I also die first. <laughs> 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 it's like I'm bad, but I really want to win. Anyway, sorry. I, I really okay, so you boot, you boot up the game. Uh, you've only game. heard us talk about it at this point. Have you seen, like, yeah. where, have you watched streams or something before this?
0: Uh, I actually do have funny stories. I didn't watch streams. Um, I didn't really understand. I just It's like a battle royale. You're in there. you got to get your weapon, get some gear, and then get to the safe zone and, like, make sure you don't die. <laughs> yeah. That's the, the number one thing. Don't. Die. And I'm like, all right, cool. I can do this. And I I load, I create a character. And I'm like, wait, is my character going to go into this game naked? Because that's madness. Because I created a female character with blonde hair for whatever reason. I don't think I was paying attention. Um, yeah, and
1: you can't change it.
0: <laughs> I can't change <laughs> it's it. It's crazy. So yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm a blonde woman now. Cool. And... I get into the game and i have this recorded i have this recorded i have this uploaded i just have to do some editing and it'll be on uh, pixels weekly for everyone to see my first time playing PUBG, and the first time i die i'm like 50th i'm like cool i wasn't the first one dead there were plenty of people before me success and i'm like I f- i'm figuring out how to like punch people great i can punch people i can pick up gear i go to a door and i'm like okay i'm just gonna open it boom shot and i'm like all right don't open random doors yes <laughs> so <let's> do that <laughs> so i'm like all right let's let's do this again let's play it again i get a gun and this is where i realize i haven't played a shooter properly on pc because uh, BioShock. I played on the Xbox, and then when I mm-hmm. played it on PC, I played it with the controller. So I have this gun, and it's it's got two numbers: zero, ten. And I'm like, all right, ten is my ammunition. Zero, I don't have any any, any ammunition loaded. Whatever, I'll just walk around with this gun and hope for the best.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Because I didn't know how to load the gun, and it's like. <laughs> I tell Curtis this, I tell Tyler, I tell Arya and my roommate Rega, and they're like, Sandy, how do you play Overwatch? You hit R. It's R in every shooter. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm a diva player. I don't need to reload my gun. One. Two. Overwatch spoiled me. It auto-reloads for me. Okay? Okay? Oh, it d- oh that's
1: right. If you go to shoot again, <laughs> it just reloads.
0: It just... I, that's how I, And that's how I play Overwatch. It just... I play D.Va, where it's like I constantly have ammunition. If I'm out of the mecha, then it auto-reloads.
1: That Yeah, I forgot about that because, like, even – you're right. Like, in most modern shooters, the affordance they kind of – or the, the, the system that they use is if you go to shoot again with no bullets in your gun, it reloads. Yeah. Uh, because even Destiny does that. Like, I, it, in fact, Destiny does this great thing. <laughs> I can't believe it. <laughs> I, I can't believe how I sound
0: right now. <laughs> You're like, I, <laughs> Destiny does this great. Whoever thought, no one would have thought this would be the same Ryan singing the praises of destiny <laughs>
1: well look i i guess i never, i never qualmed with how good the shooting mechanics in destiny were destiny's shooting mechanics have always been top tier it's a bungee game they really really know how to make a great feeling first person shooter but one of the things that Bungie does uh in terms of making everything as smooth as possible is um when you if you uh run out of bullets in a gun and you swap to another gun um and you you're shooting for a little bit if you swap back to the other gun in the take the gun out animation your character also reloads the gun you know so yeah. they like take it out and the first thing they do is reload it which you're like of course that's what you should do because that is like if, uh, if i took out the gun i clearly want to shoot it right
0: yeah makes uh, sense
1: but, but here you are in PUBG, g which is Get like
0: this gun. What do I do? <laughs>
1: <laughs> and like to be fair, I also feel like the fact that that gun does not reload is like I don't think that's something I want PUBG to fix. Like I think that's exactly perfect for PUBG. Does that make any sense?
0: It's it's hilarious. And there's also no tutorials except for like press F to jump out and then Press it again to cut yourself out of your parachute. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Aside from that, there's no other information, so you have to figure it out.
1: Wait a minute. Cut and yourself out of your parachute? What is...
0: Like, if you get stuck in a tree. Did you get stuck in a tree, Sandy? I got stuck in a tree. <laughs> I didn't even know you could do that. I got stuck in a tree as I to cut myself out. Oh, my God. And I was like, God. all right, cool. <laughs> and you're like, it all, it all makes sense. So... I have PUBG and I get a message over Discord from Arya going, can I play PUBG? And that's because we have yeah. our Steam share. So we share our game libraries. And I'm like, sure, whatever. You can play it. Uh, but PUBG has done this thing where it locks the character creation. So you can only have the one character. Oh. So he's playing as my character on his account.
1: You know, you shouldn't say that. It's in their code of conduct. Not to not do that you're not allowed
0: yeah but like you know
1: <laughs> but we're doing it
0: we're basically married i it's mean a, like, yeah, what, exactly. we're it's not fine. we're not doing anything like it's the household steam
1: this. account It obviously yeah. is the household we stream.
0: share everything uh so he's playing and he's got a clip of this on youtube as well and the first game they're they're playing they're being ridiculous uh, they go to this one guy, hey, we're not going to shoot you, we're not going to shoot you. And one of them sneaks behind and shoots the guy that they're just saying they're not going to shoot.
1: Oh, my God.
0: And, of course, this is stuff that's going to happen. It's, like, betrayal, Bro, are they, play, are they friendships. Are they playing
1: duos or are they playing singles?
0: They're playing duos.
1: Okay, because I was going to say, it's not allowed to form alliances with people in either.
0: So, But in duos... They hear this this kid because while you're playing, like you can hear anyone talking, and this kid's like upset because his friend left him. So he had this teammate, and now he's stuck by himself. But this kid is amazed at this new gun that's been patched into the game, and he's like, "If you guys want this gun, it's up here." And they're like, "He's gonna kill us." And they're like, "No, no, no!" I, I was like, "I trust him. I trust him." And our roommate's like, "No." He's he's going to kill us. Like, we should keep eyes on him all the time. And they end up becoming friends with this kid. And the kid is so baffled and in awe that, one, they're being really nice to him and they haven't killed him yet. Two, that he found this weapon that they just patched in at the first game he played. And he's... And we have a clip of this, too, and I'll I'll share it uh, with you. And he's just like, wow, you guys are so nice. This never happens in PUBG. I, someone would have shot me by now. And he's like, my friend left me. This gun is so cool. You guys are so nice. And I'm like, what is happening? And I'm watching this, and I'm like, oh, my God. Bless this kid's heart. He, You've made his day. He believes yeah. in humanity again because of you, too.
1: Yes. Oh, man. And to me that like that to me is an example highlighting how pubg is great in in the way that i think everybody who is going to copy pubg inevitably is not going to do it correctly like it, it's totally you know possible to do it right but um the idea that you know the the emergent gameplay stories in PUBG or that that feeling that feeling that you have when you land and you realize you have no way of defending yourself and you know people are coming for you with guns yeah it, nothing else has ever Captured that for me in the way that PUBG does, and 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 honestly still does. If anything, I I I become immune to it, and then like I go away from it for a couple days, and then when I play it again, I'm like, oh, fuck, 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 fuck. like
0: <laughs> must get weapon, must get, get weapon. Gun.
1: And then of course you're afraid to shoot it, right? Because it like I don't know about you, but I don't know any of the weapons by name, and like y- no, you know, I yeah,
0: I don't know any of that.
1: Like I pick up something and I look at the silhouette and I'm like that's probably an assault rifle and then i shoot it it's a shotgun i'm like well i guess i just gave away my position (laughs) Uh, oops
0: yeah that's wild game is definitely what you make it and this kid was just like here guys i'm gonna leave you all my gear i'm gonna be your friend on steam and then you just hear his mom yelling at him and he's like "I i gotta go guys i gotta go and you're just like wow you've made this kid's day (laughs) <laughs> and PUBG is the game that you want it to be. So if you want to be like hyper competitive like you know, chicken dinner it up all the time, that's the game it's going to be for you. But if you just want to go in and just have like crazy experiences, like I can definitely picture you and me going, "Okay, let's try to befriend this guy and then let's kill him." But he's going to be our friend first and then we're going to kill him. Which oh. is what Ty- wasn't I mean, Tyler yelling at you for that too. Like, stop trying to be friends with people. Me? I. When I no. guys first started playing.
1: Oh, I, yeah. I, something. Oh, a ty- Tyler always is like, "I'm gonna go up to this kid. We're gonna go up to this kid." I'm like, "No, just don't." <laughs> like, Tyler wanted. Tyler loves pressing in a way that I really like. As far as I'm concerned, I will hide until like the last ten. If I can hide my way into the top ten. To me, I just did. I'm the best.
0: Yeah. I, I'm i totally okay with that, too. I'm like, all right, how can we hide and not call any attention to ourselves? <laughs>
1: exactly. What can, is... we, what can we do? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, hey, that's a very good video game.
0: It's a fun game. I thoroughly enjoy it. It was worth the early access money that they jacked me for. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh,
1: I think when this game comes out, there's no reason it's not going to be sixty bucks, right? It feels like it would be worth sixty if overwatch could do it right
0: yeah, and but also like overwatch is a really pretty game, and it's fun overwatch is fun to look at. this oh. game is just i think the bugs also add to that where it like it makes it. You're like, oh, I didn't know I could do that. Oh, crap. Here's a, a vehicle, and now I'm going to run someone over. Oh, that didn't really work. What, what else am I going to do? I think that the bugs add to the gameplay.
1: Did you see the latest Overwatch short?
0: The There's a new one?
1: Oh, the, the the one with May. I haven't oh, seen it. Oh, yeah.
0: Other. That one... Uh, have a box of tissues ready. Oh, wow. Oh it's, it's very Pixar-esque. It's got a happy ending. That one... Aria watched it. He sends me a message, and he's like, "I can't handle this. I didn't finish watching it because I'm so sad." And I'm like, "Finish watching it to the end. It gets better." And he's like, "Oh, I'm so glad you watched it and told me that because now I'm happy again." <laughs> it's a, it's it's one of those shorts that like, you've. And May May and Widowmaker, I think, are one of the more tragic characters for Overwatch. Because Widowmaker was like brainwashed to kill her husband, and now she's just like a stone cold killer. And she used to be a really like lovely person. Everyone on the Overwatch team loved her, and now she's become this murderer. Yeah. And for May, she. We all know that May was the only person that survived, in the Arctic from her entire team. But actually seeing that, really messes with you, and you're like. Blizzard, we love you. Stop watching Pixar movies. Thank you. <laughs> I can only handle this kind of emotion so much. Um, also, I want that little. I want her little. Char- the little character that's always hanging around her. Oh, the What's little. Name? The little Beepo. Yeah. Beepo uh, thing? That's not its name at all, but that. that
1: <laughs> yeah. The... I want it. Um. So. By the way, I don't know if you saw this yesterday, but uh, Battleborn, 15 months after launch, they officially said they're not doing any more updates. It's done. They're done.
0: I'm surprised they kept it up for more than a year.
1: (laughs) 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 Oh, cold as ice, and Sandy. Oh, my God.
0: I would have been like, guys, Blizzard, uh... GG, let's focus. refocus our attention to something else.
1: Hey, going back to the Apple event, what do you think about that That game company Sky from the makers of Journey coming to the Apple I TV? I am
0: excited for that. And it was Up like, the there's a flower. It's one of the games inducted into like the Smithsonian and it's actually considered as a piece of art and I'm like, Flower is a beautiful game. It yeah. should definitely be art. And it's like Sky and I'm like, oh my god this is a beautiful game. iOS exclusive. Okay, cool. Take my money. Just take my money. Take it all.
1: <laughs> you know, I, it, it actually has, I mean I'm thinking about, it, about the last two weeks for video games and all the video game related announcements. You didn't see any of the um you didn't see any of the nintendo direct stuff so they showed a bunch of more super mario odyssey um and like one of the things they showed is like this new photo mode that they've got in it you know which is essentially you can pause and freeze the game at any point and then you can uh take a screenshot or you can rotate it and take a portrait screenshot so you have wallpapers <laughs> for your phone uh so very good. And then, like, um, did you play Mario 64?
0: Uh, I didn't play Mario 64, but I'm assuming... I did see a lot of Twitter memes about Mario and his nipples. So yeah. I'm assuming this is where it came from.
1: People people very much... now people care about Mario's nipples now because they showed Mario running on a beach without a shirt on. And he has nipples, but curiously, an Italian plumber from Brooklyn seems to have no body hair. Um, so he's obviously... <laughs> Doing some sort of wax uh, I don't know.
0: Some millennials wax. Maybe Mario's a millennial.
1: (laughs) Maybe Mario Mario the millennial. Uh, He's also not a plumber anymore, but we're we're not... You know, here's the thing. I'm like... I had a time where I was obsessed with... Especially pre-The Rabbids game. Like, I'm coming down off of it now after Rabbids. Where I was like, everyone speaks in full sentences. Mario doesn't say anything. Like... Wait a minute! You know when Nintendo released a press announcement, and I was like, "Wait a minute! He's not a plumber anymore? I thought he was a plumber." And everyone's like, "I thought Mario was a plumber. What do you mean he's not a plumber?" And then now Mario has nipples. Yeah, (laughs) and everyone's like, "Well, wait a minute! Does everybody have nipples?" And then like, I don't know. I think just this past week, I was like, "Just he's just a cartoon, you know? Yeah, totally fine. Yeah, just live with it." But I over the um the other thing they showed is Mario sixty four um which I felt like it was a really big, long game. At least when I was a kid, it felt big and long um, and expansive. That, that had 151, I think, stars. Or, or 251. And um, sorry, I yawned. I shouldn't yawn.
0: <laughs> those, like, <laughs> those, those stars are hard work.
1: Those are hard work stars. And so in one of the screenshots in the Nintendo Direct, they showed somebody in the desert place and then scrolling down the list of moons to get and there was more than like 60 something in the moon in that place alone and i don't even know if they were at the bottom of the list so there's potentially in each one of these worlds like 70 something star moon you know star slash moons to get um uh, this game really seems like it's going to be just massive
0: you're never going to get all the stars and you're like, Oh God, I'm never going to complete this game. Even after you're done playing (laughs) it, you're like, Oh, why? I'm definitely going to have it on the switch
1: when we go all to BlizzCon. So I'm really looking forward to playing it.
0: Uh, We'll all have switches except Yannick.
1: Except Yannick. When is he going to do it? What if he comes back with a switch? He's like, as I don't play Ryan beat me in destiny. So now I got to, I got to get a switch.
0: Uh, yeah, that should be it. You hear Yannick. Ryan beat you in Destiny. Go switch. get a switch.
1: Go get a switch, bud. Switch time. It. It's time
0: to switch. Do it. Do it. Do it.
1: Is that a? I don't know if the snap comes through. That was pretty
0: that. close. Yeah, it's time to it. switch.
1: There you go. Pretty That's good.
0: Stupid snap. I love it.
1: <laughs> what else? Do we have anything else to? Uh, Okami. I think. Okami's coming out in HD on PS4, PC,
0: Xbox. Puppies. Dogs.
1: Wolves, Wolves.
0: <laughs> <They're> um, canines. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, it's canine.
1: It's amazing, and like now that we do it into in now that we have two weeks break, like we had enough time for the entire internet to get mad that Destiny has single use shaders, and then also calm down about it. So now we're, we don't have to uh, be in that sort of reaction. Sony's doing those see through uh, DualShock controllers.
0: Oh, mm-hmm. you mean like the controllers that the Switch has?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, big surprise Watching there. Sony. It's, um,
0: this fall has a lot of stuff coming up for us. It's the Xbox One X. Yep. Yeah. Then we have all these games. We have new personal devices, new Apple Watch, new iPhone. Huge. Um, then we have Mario Odyssey.
1: Wolfenstein. Can't wait.
0: Wolfenstein,
1: Destiny PC, which I think is going to be just as big as the Destiny launch on console.
0: BlizzCon, uh, I've got New York Comic Con happening in like two weeks, which I'm super excited for. Oh, I can't but wait! But also, to hear. I'm kind of Funko, my love hate relationship really like with Funko. I guess they're making more merchandise, or I don't know what, but think geek now has the american the summer games mccree available for pre-order and they have the tracer posh uh available both which i okay. got off ebay because i was like oh i'm gonna get this off ebay because GameStop sucks and they're like oh look we've got them pre-ordered again and i'm like no i paid triple in price for this you jerks
1: yeah I, See, anyth- anything like that is gonna be bad like so many people have already paid two hundred bucks for a SNES classic, right?
0: Yeah. And it's my whole thing is most companies now and Blizzard does this and I'm pretty sure if we go to BlizzCon we have the opportunity to like order our stuff online and then have it shipped to us or order it online and then have it um available for us to pick up. Mm-hmm. I don't like how the goodie bags, the goodie bags, we, can, we have them. They come in our ticket, and we pick them up when we pick up our badges. So I'm like, why can't you do that, Funko? Why can't you just go, here's the website, enter your badge number, order what you want, and we'll set it aside for you. Why Why with the lines? Why?
1: It it's, seems like it should be easy, right? That's, it's that's such a nightmare.
0: And that's kind of, that's my one beef with most conventions i don't really have this so much with blizzcon because everyone's a fan and anything that i really want i can get off the website i don't have to like stand in line to wait to buy something because i my time is better spent doing other things but it's like i don't want to do a lottery to get the opportunity to wait in line to maybe get a chance to buy something That you may or may not have on that day. Like, that's too much of a gamble. And, like, I'm already spending X amount of monies per day to be here. Yeah. That I'm not gonna, I could have gone to, I could go to work, get paid more than wait online and wait for this thing to happen.
1: I mean, it was even hard just hearing you list out all the variables in that. (laughs) Like, maybe get in line to maybe get the, you know, I mean, yeah.
0: It's, it's too much. It's too frustrating. And I know once we get closer to BlizzCon, they'll be like, hey, they already know that we have tickets. It's already tied up to our email addresses. And I believe our email addresses are the same ones that we use for Battle.net. So it's going to be like, oh, cool. You're an att- attendee. You've yeah. got the virtual ticket. Mm-hmm. Here's what you can order. Tell us, do you want us to ship it? Or do you want to pick it up?
1: Yeah. I feel like I might pick mine up only because I think it'll be handy to have the backpack on the show floor, you know?
0: Yeah, the the badge, you get that with the badge. The one thing people are upset about is that for the first time ever, and IGN reported on this, you can order the goodie bag without needing a virtual ticket and without needing to be an actual attendee. And you can upgrade it to, like, a deluxe version for an extra $10. And the extra $10 gets you double of everything except for the backpack. And people are, like, super mad because they're like, if I have a badge and I'm going to the convention, can I just upgrade what I'm there and get doubles of everything? or or like do I have will to the people that are
1: physically there will they just automatically like uh, people with real tickets automatically going to get double?
0: No. So that's oh, what people okay. are salty I, I, about.
1: Yeah, that's so bad. That feels bad to me.
0: It's that's what it's like an extra the epic version online is like $70. But you can order it and then not get the epic goodie bag. But I'm like, all these, you can buy these separately. I'm fairly certain that you can buy these separately once you're there. The Overwatch Koopa Deadlies, those are like brand new. I haven't seen them before. But the hangers, they sell them at GameStop and Hot Topic. So, like, Hot Ugh. Topic will have a sale. You'll be able to get it. You know, calm down.
1: I think we're coming up against it, Sandy. We are. Let me it's, ask you this, before we go, do we even want to talk about this, this, PewDiePie poison?
0: PewDiePie. I guess we could talk about it. Um,
1: I mean, we we promised people bi-weekly that we'd give them a little bit more juice, so maybe yeah. we maybe we, maybe we go get into this a little bit.
0: Oh, PewDiePie! The whole big controversy with him was that he. While he was playing a game, got very frustrated in the heat of the moment. PUBG, actually. (laughs) Of course, (laughs) in the heat of the moment, he called his opponent the worst thing that he could think of. And
1: these are his words. He said the worst. These are his words. I could think of. Yeah.
0: And the worst thing he could think of, he dropped the N word. He dropped the N word. He dropped the N bomb, and later on he apologized and he took responsibility he took ownership for what he said he's like i shouldn't have done it i was being stupid i was thinking of like what was the most terrible thing that i could call someone and that's what came up i just wanted to call him an asshole and i think that lends to like our earlier conversation about what what toxic players can be and pewdiepie is a toxic player
1: for sure yeah i think it it was austin walker somebody in in waypoint that um that essentially wrote the article of like it the one of the problems in his apology um and i mean it i guess it's good that he's apologizing now in a semi it, it's hard to tell if his apologies are in service of um in service of like him trying to grow as a person uh, or if they're in service of him protecting his, uh, you know, his readership or watchership or audience or whatever on YouTube. Um, but, uh, the, the problem is, is that, and I think this is hard to describe to people who use words like this and, you know, I've been young and stupid and, and even, you know, used horrible words like this one in the past. Uh not not quite like he did it uh and and uh you know not not in the same context and i i don't even know if it was that you know that word in particular but uh it's more like the problem is that you think that that's the worst thing that you could say you know
0: which is which is telling like right you saying that like speaks volumes and maybe it's a combination of things Maybe it's a combination of, like, he's so disengaged from the world around him that he doesn't really think about how this is going to affect other people. Maybe he doesn't have any friends that would be like, hey, that's wrong. Because a ton of people came to his defense and was like, well, he was really angry. He said that in the heat of the moment. I'm like, I get really angry, too. If I were to punch you in the face because I was really mad over something really dumb, Would that be acceptable because it was in the heat of the moment and I was mad? No. (laughs) So, treat this in the same context. Like, it's not his word to use. It's not our word to use. It's not anyone's word to use. And just in the same vein as, like, physically hurting someone would be hands down unacceptable. Doing that kind of emotional damage is also unacceptable. He's got a ton of young followers. Imagine some of them being black or African-American and hearing him say that, going, oh my God, what does he think about me? Or now I have to defend why I like him. Or it, it just, it puts you in such an awkward position and it makes you think of so many things. And we've seen a, a lot of articles come up where being a person of color is considered ugly by the media. And here we have a very popular figure on YouTube trying to think of the most disgusting word that he can say, and that's and he goes it, to man. a racial slur. Yeah, so it's kind of like reconciling those two and going, oh, holy crap, what what do we do?
1: You know, and I saw somebody on Twitter um, being snarky, which is kind of what Twitter is for these days. Um, say like, uh, uh, a game reviewer is, or a game journalist is bad at cuphead, uh, and gamers freak out, uh, and PewDiePie uses the N word and people say, well, uh, it's the heat of the moment, you know, like they, they have excuses for him, right? Because they, and that's clearly saying something that I think is true, which is, um, for some sect of the game gaming audience especially immature sect you're kind of i hate to even say the gamer gators but you're kind of one of them they perceive you as quote being one of them or not and if you're in right. their clan and this is true of just human behavior if you're in the social group um they defend you and if they perceive you as being outside of it uh you're mocked and ridiculed and given a hard time and uh you know, I think I, I've had long diatribes on the show before about PewDiePie, how I don't like him. I I don't even think at PewDiePie's best that he is actually that funny. Um, no,
0: he's not. He gamed the system, and that's how he became the king of YouTube. That's exactly yeah, what he did. Yeah,
1: I mean, he was... PewDiePie is like this really beautifully amazing case study in the right place at the right time, right? And... and and maybe not, you know, maybe I'm sure, look, I'm sure with the amount of content he puts out that he, he does spend, I know how long it takes to edit this show. Um, although I might not edit anything out of this episode, (laughs) maybe my yawn. Um, and you know, it does take a lot of work to cut video together and he does do a lot of, uh, editing or with those videos. So I'm sure he's putting in hours of, of time daily, you know? Um, but I think he, you know i i i think that if people are really truly defending him um in a way that i might even say this of like our current american president <laughs> um yeah. the time to defend this person is like past now and you either you either accept uh, the type of person that he is and the type of things he thinks are funny and uh, agree with his worldview and in which case I think you should you know have to own that in a way of like I think Pie is great okay we'll just say that instead of making excuses for a shitty behavior um and that you don't think it's shitty or whatever as opposed to saying well you you don't understand right it's always right. like the the external person who doesn't appreciate the person that I appreciate. They're the one that doesn't understand. Not, clearly not me that's mistaken. Um, and I just... He... Uh, pie is... Um, either, either on purpose through his persona, uh, and he's not really like this in real life, or by his very nature is a man-child. Um, and he, because of the money that he's made and the things that have happened, um, in his life, he's been very fortunate and he's been afforded a lifestyle. That means he could stay a man child forever. And that means this is the type of behavior that you can expect out of him in perpetuity. If you know, because that is the type of thing that men child do look at. Donald Trump you know like rich guy always has been rich probably will be rich forever especially now and there's kind of nothing that can be done about it so either either be a fan and embrace him and say guess what I love Pie," and I don't care I d g a f. yeah <laughs> or you gotta run the other way
0: I think the one thing, to at least the the positive that came out of this is that, hey, your actions have consequences. Even if your brain is on autopilot or whatever, something you say will have repercussions. And the developers for Firewatch issued a DMCA takedown of PewDiePie's videos where he was playing Firewatch. So they've all been taken down from the Internet. And there was controversy around this as well because they are like, oh, man, this is censorship. But I'm like, first of all, PewDiePie is kind of making money off of this person's game. And this person is also gaining uh, viewers or players from this. If they decide they don't want that relationship, as the game creators, they should have that right to go, I don't want my brand associated with this person.
1: Yeah, it's – yes. I, I, think, I think that's right, and they should continue to do that. And And I love the Firewatch team. I think they made a really good game. And it's nice to see for people who have also been critical of PewDiePie um, vocally on their podcasts and in other media, they put their money where their mouths in. And I think in part of that statement, they also said publicly, they, they said that... Uh, we understand that we probably sold copies of our game based on uh, giving PewDiePie a key, and we're gonna have to seriously reflect on that. Yeah, and, and just like that alone is, uh, it feels really good to me. It feels really open and honest, and yeah,
0: it does. And so. I'm gonna we're gonna bring this to a happy note because I also we tweeted this out uh, when this whole PewDiePie scandal came out. As much as he's been getting a lot, he's no publicity, bad publicity. It's all good publicity. Um, I want to give a shout out to a Street Fighter V player. He goes by the name of KnuckleDoo. He's on Team Liquid. And he won a tournament, and he's giving all of his winnings to help Floridians after Hurricane Irma. So, yay, gamers do good sometimes. But yeah, we can that's great. we're capable of it.
1: <laughs> we're capable of good.
0: We're capable of good things. <laughs> we stand together. <laughs> that's
1: great. Like well I'm glad Sticks to
0: hear it. It's good. Speaking of which, yeah. you can follow us on Twitter at PixelsCast. Whoa! You can also follow us on Instagram and all other socials at Pixels Weekly. And you can get every episode of the podcast. For free, unless you're Curtis, unless at pixelsweekly.com.
1: Hey Sandy, thanks for doing the show this week.
0: Thank you for doing the show this
1: week. <laughs> you know, it's we 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 always said for a long time, for all you know, eighty episodes or whatever we've been doing this show, that uh, we were worried on some weeks when one of us couldn't make it. Can we get a substitute? Can you know how is the show going to work? I feel like it worked just fine.
0: Yeah. It's great. It's great. Uh, so Yannick, Yannick is off the show. No, I'm just kidding.
1: no, we can't. I can't wait to have Yannick back. And 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 now, if he—God forbid—if I am now his kindred spirit in this destiny stuff—he, the world is truly a bizarre place.
0: Anything can happen. Anything is possible. And until <laughs> next time. Adios.
1: Au revoir. <laughs> I can't I couldn't do it without that. And we'll see you <laughs> next two weeks. Bye. Yeah. <laughs>